Welcome to the Power Your Life radio show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in, and thanks for just some wonderful feedback that we're getting about the show and about our our incredible guests. And what we want to do is just send prayers and loving energy out to all of the people globally who've been going through challenges. We all go through challenges, and yet sometimes some people's challenges are more involved or steeper, and often we wonder how we can get through it, how we can move forward in our lives. Well, I have back, by demand, a guest that I've had on Power Your Life Radio before, and we're talking about Marilyn Tam, who is a best-selling author, a board-certified executive leadership coach, as well as a speaker. She was formerly the CEO of Aveda, president of Reback Apparel and Retail Group, vice president of Nike, and successfully built four companies. Marilyn is now the founder and the executive director of Us Foundation, which is nonprofit and dedicated to serving the world, as well as writing for Huffington Post. Her book that we're going to really take a look at today is called How to Use What You've Got to Get What You Want. And it teaches what can be achieved if you follow your dreams. Marilyn's life is an inspiring example of this. And, it, and she describes in her book to how she rose from a teenage immigrant to America to attain global success and happiness beyond her fondest dreams. Marilyn also co-authored the new book, Soul Over Matter, Ancient Wisdom and Modern Techniques for Unlimited Abundance, with renowned Miracle Soul Healer, Master Shah, and others. Financial advice on the role of soul in creating abundance. So look forward for that, too. Welcome, Marilyn. How are you? I am so good, thank you. And we had a moment just before we started to talk about how grateful we have, um, how much gratitude we have in our lives, because when we look around the world, uh, it's been a challenging time, and I'm so grateful we're here to be able to serve as we both share. That's our passion. And, you know, it's really true because I think, as we both said, that, that serving others is one of our purposes here among loving and, and learning about who we are. And what you do, whether it's your foundation or the books, we've had you on before so with other books, but what you do and what your books really exemplify is that love of others and that and that service. So let's delve right into how to use what you've got to get what you want. You you know in the book you really ha- you know there's some personal information about you coming to the United States. Now we've shared that before, but we have some new listeners. So let's talk a little bit about what that journey was, and why you included it in this particular book. 
Thank you, Joanne. And, and that's really so important is to understand uh, why people do what they do, and, and because then it really puts context into what we why and the the reasoning of, of the argument or the support or the 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 advice. In my case, I had a very tough childhood, um, given away when I was seven to my aunt and uncle, and uh, because I was a girl, not because my family was um, poor. And then at 11, given back to my parents because my aunt and uncle had a boy, and so they didn't need me anymore. So the the sense of of, of rejection and um, lack of self-esteem, which so many people deal with, uh, was definitely something that I had to deal with in my life. And so I share that not from the sense of, oh, woe is me, but to just give people uh, encouragement that they too can go past the, the negative talk that we get so often from outside, which, by the way, we incorporate into our own consciousness, and then we're the ones who are beating ourselves down, that we're the ones who tell ourselves that we're not good enough. So to, for me to get through that and to get inspired by finding somebody else, and my classmate, Rebecca, whose life was so much worse than mine um, when I was 11 years old, inspired me to say, to dedicate my life to making a positive difference in the world. And actually not finishing high school, coming to the United States alone to, um, to go take early acceptance into college so that I can start making a difference in the world sooner than if I waited to get through high school. So I share that not from anything else other than to say, we all have the opportunity to change our world, to change our lives based on how we choose to look at it. In my case, um, and I say that actually is the title of my another book, is called The Happiness Choice. We have a choice in our lives of how we l- choose to live. So it's a matter of saying, choosing which, which outside influence we, we want to incorporate in our lives and discarding the ones that don't serve us. And to be told that we're not good enough definitely does not serve us. So let's just change that perspective and say, I choose to be happy. I choose to believe that I'm here for a reason. I choose to believe that I'm here to serve and to make a difference in the world. You know, I think it's so important and choose that the power of choice is Mm -hmm. incredible. Now, many people, because you and I both coach people, many people said, well, I didn't have a choice in that situation. However, oftentimes, you don't think you do, but you do. And we're not talking necessarily about, okay, you have this earthquake and you have to get out fast and there, you know, but still there are choices when you're making a decision about your future, about your next steps and about relationships. And I think that when people access that choice, as you said, in the happiness choice, and you, you know, you're also talking about here in this book, it has that incredible powerful feeling that, that that bolsters us to move forward. Now, you say something that, that I think is important, and that is really before you can use what you've got to get what you want, you have to know what you've got. How do people, you know, not everybody is self-reflective like you and I are. So how do people get access to that? How do they know what they have? How do they know who they are? without, like you said, tuning into 
all that negative self-talk or the or the conversations that other people have had about us or or attitudes and beliefs that that they've formulated about us that that may not be true how do they know who they are to get what they want and what and where they're going thank you so much Joanne because I first want people to realize that it's natural to wonder it's natural to think that you don't know because we um, we have been bombarded so so much of our lives by outside influences to 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 say uh, this is who you are and this is what you need to do, that we can't hear ourselves. And how do we hear that? Um, that is to get into back into that still small voice inside. And it's, um, it was interesting because I just saw this um, <clears throat> yesterday. Uh, Steven Spielberg, the big um, movie person, um, he was just talking about the same thing. And he is saying, that voice is it's a, it's a quiet whisper. And we are so used to hearing the loud drumbeat from outside, whether it's from the television or from the Internet or from people physically around us. We don't take the time to listen to that still, small voice inside. And if you believe in, in the biblical sense, that's what it talks about too. It says, be still and hear. And so this is what we need to do is to take the time to where you can be um, separate from other people and from all the media, uh, whether it's your phone, your computer, or your television or whatever, and just listen and ask yourself, who am I and why am I here? And that the answers will come. It may not come in a big roar, but it will come and it may take a little time. It's just like a muscle that we haven't exercised for a long time. We might have to ask several times and they give that opportunity for that to come and emerge and to listen. You know, I think it's so true. And I also think that, again, people, I have somebody who's just wrote a question here, and she's saying, well, when I get into that quiet space, what happens is that I don't feel, I, I still hear all that negativity, all of that, all of those voices, whatever, and, I, and I'm concerned about it. And I'm not sure how to tune into the quiet voice because that other din is sort of pushing it out. So how do how do people get past that? Because mm. you, you know, I know from my own experience early on that 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 stuff can take over. And this person is asking, how do I get past that that uh, that other? roar that you were talking about <laughs> and you're right it is a roar and and so hard so i tell people there are a few things we can do the one thing that that works for everyone and i say for everyone is to journal and that means just and for this for, for the younger audience they're going to think i'm crazy but you get out a paper and a pencil or pen and you start writing with your hand, not on your computer, not on your phone, because there's some connection between your hand and your mind and, and something physical. And you start writing, you know, who am I? What do I believe in? What's my passion? And the first, all this other noise will come up, but if you persist, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, it will start to flow. And all this emotion and feelings will show up 
and you may have to do it more than once. And once you get started on that process, you'd be amazed at how much more information will come up and you're going to want to continue for a while because at the first when you start writing on the sheet of paper maybe nothing will come out or maybe anger or frustration or why am i doing this exercise will come out and that will shift also as you get into the place where you start aligning with 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 your heart your mind your soul and and do it a few times and another thing to do for people who have an issue with, with sitting still or standing still or meditating is doing something in nature. Going for a walk, um, and, and go for a hike, be someplace in nature when you are not distracted by the, 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 the human world and tune in then to what is inside you. You know, I love to take what I call power walks in nature. I'll do that to be in the silence. And Mm -hmm. that's when information comes to me. And, you know, so being still can also be in terms of movement, but being quiet within your, you know, all that stuff in your head gets quiet when you're sitting or when you're moving, depending upon how you like to, to be in the stillness to really tune in. Let's focus a little bit about some of the principles in your book, which I think are pretty amazing. And there are four that really are highlighted, I think. The first one is truth. And the second one is partnership. The third one is about mistakes. And the fourth one is the sword. Let's go through the first one, truth. Why is that? Well, I know why, but let's <laughs> why is that so very important for our listeners now? The truth is something that we've been told that we need to share, you know, tell the truth. At the same time, we have all these conflicting messages, again, that we get from outside. When we're young, we might have been told, don't say that, that'll hurt their feelings. Or, you know, uh, we also see uh, adults not telling the truth because of some other reason. Uh, it's not appropriate. It will not get you the results. Somebody might get mad, whatever it is. And then in business later, we also find that sometimes when we tell the truth, negative consequences happen. And I tell people, and by the way, all four principles came about because over my career, I've been asked as I start rising in the ranks, how did this you know, small immigrant woman of color, being uh, Chinese and all, um, ascend to these top positions in, in corporate world? They seem to think that I must have some secret. And yes, I do. And then there's these four principles. It is, and it's principles that everybody can learn. And that's why I wrote the book, How to Use What You've Got to Get What You Want. Because everybody has the opportunity to use these same principles to get what they want. And it may be very different from what I want. But so the first thing, as, I'm, as we're talking about, is the truth. And telling the truth is so important because I use, like to use a contemporary example. Look at Volkswagen. They thought that they can get away with not telling the truth and covering up with this whole diesel scenario. Now it's costing them $14.7 billion in the United States alone to fix the problem. <laughs> We can tell, I mean, if they way back when said, you know, hey, we screwed up, I, I, somebody in, in the ranks did this thing, and, and we try to cover it up, 
how can we make good? They wouldn't have this huge penalty. So every time we don't tell the truth, the more we move forward in, into trying to cover it up, the costlier it is going to be down the road. And we're always going to be found out because today there's no secrets. The Internet and all that documents everything that's ever been done. You know, I think that's, that's, that's a prime example. And, and, again, it can be so costly if you negate or, or don't tell the truth. And I, and I think telling the truth is also about telling the truth to yourself, right? Because mm, oftentimes absolutely. we can deceive ourselves into something, and that doesn't help us at all. So it's about, again, having that level of self-reflection and looking at certain things even if we don't like certain things about ourselves, we can always shift that and move forward. You have another one, which is so important, <clears throat> partnership. That's another principle. Talk about partnership because in today's world, you can't get anywhere, I believe, without having you know, that, that strategy, that connection. And you're so right, Joanne, because truthfully, all our dreams are bigger than what we as an individual can handle, which means we have to make partners. And, and to make partners, we have to share with them why it's important to do whatever it is that we want to have happen. So the only way that we're going to get other people to be engaged in, in our, our dream, whatever it is, or our project, or our um, vision at work, or at home, or our lives, is to show them that there is something positive for them too. And that means that we are forced to look, step back a little bit and look at ourselves and, as you say, also tell the truth to ourselves and say, is this the best thing for myself and for the world? And in that place, we are forced to think bigger, to, to um, engage in the bigger picture so that whatever it is that we're desiring is set in a context of how it can serve ourselves and the world. And also, once we get that, then we can easily engage others in supporting the dream that we have. So making partners is crucial to define and clarify what it is that we want, as well as to engage and, and elicit the help and support we need to make it happen. You know, I, I also know from many different partnerships, including one with you that we're doing right now, that we learn so much more and it opens, you know, we may have a vision, but it also expands our vision, incorporates other people's vision, and it becomes, you know, it just emerges and grows and sometimes it's bigger than it began. And to me, that's a beautiful thing too. <laughs> Absolutely. When, and and this an aspect that I you know I think we alluded to but didn't speak about directly is we are social animals. We as human beings we need other people. And and when making partnerships we get ideas, we get stimulated and we get supported, not only on a physical level but an emotional level, um by the company and the, the partnership of others. Case in point, I was feeling down about my cat, and when you and I had a little bit of a conversation beforehand, whatever you said just lit me up. It was, you know, I, it was a moment of, of having a little bit of 
lightness when when things were dark. So I thank you for that. And that's the, you know, that's the power of relationship and connection and partnership. All right. The third principle is mistakes. And people think, oh, my God, mistakes. How do I, you know, <laughs> All right, so so put it put them straight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you you brought that up that way because um, I use these four principles in all my businesses and in all my work. And when I share them with with uh, each team that I lead, and I usually share it when I first bring uh, bring on a team or if I join a company, I, I share it with them. And usually when I talk about mistakes. Somebody brave person would st- raise their hand or say something like, "You don't really want us to make mistakes, you know? Don't you want us not to make mistakes, you know?" And, and especially big ones, because that's what I tell them: is make big mistakes. And and I tell them, absolutely not. I want you to think that you may be making a big mistake because the only reason you may be thinking I'm making a big mistake is because you're taking risks. And in today's world, if you don't take risks, if you stay doing the same thing all the time, which is a way of preventing making mistakes because you do the whatever it is over and over again, you're not going to grow or, or change or improve from there because you're doing the same thing. And if you're making small mistakes, that means you're just careless. But if you think you're going to be making a big mistake, you're doing some planning, you're taking some risks, and what are you going to do then? You're going to make sure that – if, if you take this step and it doesn't work, you have contingency plans. You have other uh, options. And you've done the research and you made the preparation. So making a mistake or potentially making a mistake is really a way of moving forward. You know, I, I totally agree with you. And at the same time, you said something that's important. So while you're looking to move forward and maybe in an arena that you're not familiar with, you do the research, get the information, as you said, have a contingency plan so that you you make if that mistake happens, you're not just frozen and in the dark. You 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 can help yourself move out of it. And and we have so many examples in history of people who made mistakes with the light bulb or whatever until they finally got it right, and we benefited from their ability to say, okay, this isn't right. Let's do this again. Let's try this one. No, this isn't right. Well, let's go here. Imagine if you were in a company and like you said, and somebody made a mistake and they, and, and, and they took a risk and they never wanted to take a risk again. And yet they had so much potential for, to unearth something for the company that could have benefited everybody. What a loss that would be. And for ourselves, because um, there's a study not too long ago um, on the regrets people have when they are about to die. And the mm. five regrets all ended up around things they didn't do. It wasn't anything they did. It was always, I wish I did, I wish I did. So in other words, if you, did, if you're thinking you're making, you think you might be making a mistake and you hold back, that's something that you're going to regret the rest of your life. Take Good. the risk. So- so, right, take the risk. It's worth it. And and you know what? Wonderful things that you never even imagined can come from it. And you are a living example of that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, and I think if we all look at our lives, it's the times when we didn't do what we felt like we should do. In other words, we just hung back and didn't do, take the risk. 
that's when we regret. So just go ahead and take the risk. But at the same time, prepare, plan, have contingencies in case the risk doesn't work. In other words, if you're going to go um, do something really risky, make, make other steps, provision, so that it's not, it's not, it's not going to be a total disaster if it does happen. Right. We're not talking about jumping off a mountain without a parachute or, you know, we're, 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 you have some Nothing. less. <laughs> okay, your next principle, which I love, is, and people would think, well, sword. People would think, what is, you know, why do I need to have this sword? What is the symbolism behind the sword? But I think it's very powerful, so I'll let you explain it. Thank you. Um I made all the four principles into common language, things that you can remember easily. And what I say, when I say sword, I said, die by your own sword, which sounds very drastic and doesn't sound that engaging. <laughs> but the truth is, what I'm trying to say is live with your convictions. If we go down to any of the public stores now, you go to a pharmacy, you go to a drugstore, you go to the grocery store, what do you see? You see a whole aisle of things that are there because we are not delivering our commitments. What I mean by that? We have headache medicine. We have stomach medicine. We have um, things to, to make you lose weight. We have uh, things to, to make your bowels move. All that comes from our frustration that's been internalized. We either have headaches because we internalize the frustration with stomach aches because it went into our stomach. We are all blocked up literally because we don't feel good. Or we stuff food down because we're frustrated. And all that comes from our not speaking and living our commitments and our convictions because we all have our principles. And when we ignore them and we live in a way where we're not an acknowledging and committing to them, that's when life goes wrong. That's when those voices in our head really start talking to us, and they start making all that noise, and that's, that's what happens. And we try to ignore that, and so live your commitments, because the consequence of not living, living them is much worse than if we live them and know what the truth is. It goes back to taking risks and, and being committed to them, you know. So when I say die by your own sword, I don't mean literally die by your sword, but speak up and stand for what you believe in and see how you can um, follow through and live in integrity. Truthfully, that's what we're asking for, living in integrity with what you believe. And there are so many examples of public figures, Martin Luther King, people that really stood by their convictions, took a stand even against popular principles or, or social beliefs and, and um, social cultural climate, whatever, Gandhi, who actually, because they were so strong in their convictions, stood with their sword, like you said, beautifully, they were able to help change our world in a beautiful way. And why? Because they had this burning need to, like you said, to, to, you know, be principled, to, to do what they felt they, they needed to do and to take a stand. So I love the sword. And I think that that's really what, what also brings forth so much change. 
So you said you wrote the book to give people, you know, a little bit of, of what your struggle was and and how to move past all that. What do you see as one of the strongest aspects of the book that are helping people make changes in their lives, Marilyn? To know the this, I think to know that people who are successful did not get born with a silver spoon in their mouth and everything was just given to them. That each one of us, myself included, and I share from that perspective to say, you can achieve whatever it is you want with what you've got. And sometimes we may not think we have a lot. So sharing from that perspective with true stories, practical action steps, and the four principles so that each person can achieve their dreams. Because ultimately that's all we're here to do when we're happy and living our dreams, the world is a better place because we are serving, we are actualizing ourselves to truly what we're here to do. So I think that's really the, the, the best part of the book is, is that it's really a way for you, each person, to live and learn so that you can actualize your life, your dreams, your passions, and not anybody else's yours which again is why we're here we're all individuals and and when we get to live that we also like you like yourself we inspire so many other people to to live their own truth and to live their own gifts you know so many people talk about passion and you you also have that in your book why is passion so important and and is it enough? Passion is very important because without it, we're just doing things because you're supposed to. You know, that's the difference between saying, I get to go to work today and I have to go to work today. And the creativity comes from when you feel committed in line with that. And then this goes back to what we're talking about also about um, um <clears throat> sword about living your life the way you want. So that's why passion is so important. But just passion alone without practical steps isn't enough. Because if I said, oh, I really would love to go skydiving, as you just mentioned earlier, <laughs> but I don't have a parachute and I've never put done it before and I'm going to go up to, you know, whatever number of feet and jump out, I'll die. So, <laughs> so it's a matter of practical details, practical action steps, um, taking classes or whatever we need to do. So it's a passion and practical action together that gets us to where we need to go. You know, that's, that's great advice because people, passion moves us forward, but, but like you said, we need, we need to really pay attention to some of the reality and do our homework and really figure out what, what's important. I wanted to, I love this book, and, and you're going to tell people in a few minutes how they can get a hold of it, but I want to touch upon this other book that you've co-authored with Master Shah, Soul Over Matter, which really is very new, Ancient Wisdom and Modern Techniques for Unlimited Abundance. Share with us a little bit about your role in this book and what this book is about, Marilyn, and how it could benefit others. Well, thank you so much for bringing it up. I'm just very excited about this book. It just came out July 12th, and it's already hit number one on Wall Street Journal. 
and um, uh, bestseller on USA Today, as well as number one in four categories on Amazon. So, so over matter, um, <clears throat> ancient and modern techniques, w- wisdom and techniques to achieve um, unlimited abundance. And it's really hit the spot because truly what it's done is it's taken what we've been talking about the last 10 years, and we meaning the world, not just you and me, uh, about mind over matter. Before, we used to talk about physical issues. If you do this, then it'll happen. And then the next stage came was, okay, if you think this, and then you do the work, then it will happen. Now we're talking about soul over matter. That means that we have to have an alignment with something greater than ourselves, as well as thinking, uh, intentioning it, as well as physically doing the action. When we include spirit, body, and mind together, that's when we achieve the results, which is why it resonated so well with people, and it just took off like a rocket, truthfully. truthfully. So Soul of a Matter talks about something that, that has only been alluded to over time, but now we recognize truthfully is how we are going to achieve the, the success that we've all d- dreamt about. Success in our terms, not success in the world's terms. Success in our terms, aligning with what we believe, what we really care about, and, and to have the life we really dreamed about. So it's, it's sort of evolution in how to use what you've got to get what you want. The book we're talking about here now gives you a lot of practical steps and also aligning with your heart and soul. And this book, Soul of Matter, takes it to the level of speaking about it in practical steps um, another level. So I, I don't want to sound like a salesperson, but you need both. You need both. Soul of a matter well, as well as physical and mental. You know, I think why soul of a, soul of a matter is so essential. People are, are hungry for this kind of information, really hungry right now as the world seems topsy-turvy and some people have lost hope and some people have lost conviction and there's a lot of fear generated and also just a lot of stuff going on, you know, environmental stuff, climate stuff, relationships. So it looks like what do we need to do? What kind of foundation do we need to be able to move ourselves forward in in such a powerfully, beautifully profound way. And I think this book, as you said, it has some practical experience, but it, ha- it has answers. It has answers that we, that we need right now where we are in the world. So Marilyn, you and I, I love having you on the show. You've been on several times. <laughs> thank you, thank you. People love you. Tell, uh, tell our listening audience how they can get a hold of your book, how they can find out more about the wonderful work you're doing, also if they want to contribute to the US Foundation and understand more about how that's serving the world. Give us that information, please. Thank you. Well, there's many ways to get a hold of me. First is, of course, just go to my website, which is just my name, MarilynTam.com, and there's um, a tab on there on books, and then you can access all my books there. Or, of course, you can just go to Amazon, and you just type in my name, and all my books will come up uh, from how to use what you've got to get what you want, the happiness choice, and, of course, my latest, So Over Matter. They're all on Amazon. And, of course, if you want to connect with me, it's, again, through my website, 
and all my books and everything else is also on my website, which is just MarilynTam.com. My name spelled out M-A-R-I-L-Y-N-T-A-M.com. So Wonderful. look forward to it. Yes, and remember, folks, this is important. This is for you. This is this is to help you move forward in, in many different ways, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. It puts it all together. Both of these books, and as Marilyn said, they kind of go together. They, they're supporting one another. So we have another minute. What do you want to leave our listeners with, Marilyn? You always have such gems and such quotes. I decided not to do that, to just let, let your beautiful magic come alive through our conversation today. Well, thank you. If I was to say anything to to our listeners here, it's just to remember one thing. You are good enough right now. If we remember that, everything you can do, you are giving yourself permission to dream, to try, to practice, to ask, to affirm, to connect with your soul. Everything comes first first from the sense of giving yourself permission that you don't have to wait. You can start on whatever your path is today, this moment. So you are good enough right now. You know, I love that, and it sounds so simple, and yet it's really important advice that we all, all of us, need to know and honor and and live by. Thank you so much, Marilyn. You're wonderful as always. And I just want to tell people that next week we're going to have Master Shah, who's a, who wrote this book with you. So that's going to be wonderful because we'll get into more detail and more depth about this book. And I want people to remember to go to MarilynTam.com. Marilyn, thanks for for connecting with me, for for being who you are, and for helping so many people to transform the world. It's my pleasure, Joanne, and thank you for transforming the world. And I'm looking forward to next week's show, too. So, so of a matter of Master Shah and Joanne, what a fun time. Thank you. <laughs> my pleasure. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Same to you. So next week, September 7th, Oh, my goodness, we're into September, is Master Shah, and we're going to be talking about Soul Over Matter, Ancient Wisdom and Modern Techniques for Unlimited Abundance. If you've missed any part of this show, you can go to Blog Talk Radio or go to my website, drjoannewhite.com, D-R-J-O-A-N-N-E-W-H-I-T-E.com. Take a look at some other upcoming shows some free information, books, all of the wonderful things. And remember, this is something that Marilyn talked about and a principle that both she and I believe in. You have the ability to change your life. You have the ability, as Marilyn was talking about, to to make choices that can empower you, that can even shift your day. And when you do that, oftentimes the effect on other people is just as beautiful. So take the risk, as Marilyn is talking about, and take the risk on about yourself and move yourself forward in a wonderful way because you are very, very special. And thanks for joining us. And have a blessed day wherever you are. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. 
Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.